broadcasting from the KC Coyote Studios. You're listening to Carney Live on 102.7 KPGZ. Carney Live is presented by Carney Trust Company. Carney Trust, 310 West 92 Highway in Carney. The phone number is 816-628-6666. And now here's the hosts of Carney Live, Mike Davis and Jim Dickerson. And welcome to Carney Live. I'm your host, Mike Davis, and in studio today with us is Mayor Dan Holt. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, you're here for a special purpose today, and that is that we want to know a little bit about you, not as mayor, but as a candidate for alderman in the second ward. And I know that uh, there are others who are running for this office, and a couple of others that presumably that you're running against. Is that right? Uh, one other gentleman's running against me. Yes. Okay, very good. And uh, our the whole idea behind this is that we wanted to give the folks of Kearney, Missouri, um, well, both you, uh, the candidates, uh, give them a platform and give the voters uh, a listening platform by which to make a decision on uh, who they would vote for for alderman. And we've got a mayoral election coming up, and we'll likely do the same thing, I would imagine. Brian is shaking his head yes. <laughs> so uh, just a couple of things, Dan. We're going to ask folks, I think, generally the same kinds of questions, just to be fair. Okay. And uh, we will be as objective as we possibly can here at 102.7. Uh, tell us a little bit. Well, I, many of these questions, Dan, that we had, uh, that we've, we've, we've written – Many of these questions that we've written in advance, I know the answers to yeah. because I know you so well. But I think for the benefit of our listening audience, tell us a little bit about your personal history just as an introduction. Well, I'm actually from Liberty, Missouri, right down the road. And uh, when I lived in Liberty, it was a lot like it is here in Kearney today. It was, it was a pretty small town where everybody kind of knew everybody. It was, it was a great, great place to be. Uh, I graduated from high school in 1982. I married my high school sweetheart, Debbie Whitman, who later became Debbie Holt. Lucky and her. Lucky her, yes. Um, <laughs> and lucky you, I might add. Well, I married up. That was good. So <laughs> don't, uh, don't we all? <laughs> so we, we moved to Kearney uh, in 1988 because of uh, my kids. Uh, I wanted to make sure that they got into a good school district. And uh, still today, a lot of people move to Kearney because of the school district and it served my kids well. When they went to college, they found out they were better prepared than some of the other kids. So really? That's it great. is a really good move yep, for us. That's a great here. testimonial right there. Yeah. And then um, I went in the service. I got out uh, and uh, I was an electrician for a while. And then uh, I went into the mortgage banking business. And the last 22 years, I've been been uh, working in the mortgage banking business, uh, currently uh, working for ProLending Home Finance to help people uh, achieve their home home goals uh some people it's their first time they're buying a house sometimes it's people downsizing but to uh achieve those goals so that's kind of what i'm doing these days right very good and uh i i knew that you were uh you were a veteran and uh you you had worked in the were, were you a cb did you work in the construction brigade or no what? i was a combat engineer but oh, i was okay. not a cb okay okay yeah i worked for the 100 engineer 110th engineer battalion in the army national guard Right. And, uh, I mean, that, listen, uh, for anybody out there, and, and if I had to do it over again, I think uh, the military is a terrific place to start uh, for a young person out of high school. If I agree. Un un yeah, if you're uncertain about what direction to go, and my goodness, when I look back, I know I was. I mean, there's, 
at age 18, you really don't have a clue. Most people don't have a clue what they want to do in life. And I think the military is a good place to get grounded, not to mention the fact that there are some tremendous benefits that would allow you to pay for your college. That is true. If, if, you, uh, if you so, so desire. Uh, so very good, and and you said you were in the military for how long? Eight years. Okay, that's a that's a good long uh, good long haul right yeah. there. Yeah, very good. Uh, and you mentioned that uh, your uh, your family is is uh, grown, I guess. Then and uh, they are. Yep, and and the boys are are out of town, if I'm not mistaken. I have one in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and I have one in San Diego. Uh, both of them got there because of their jobs, so uh, they're they're not around here. We're hoping someday they can come back our way well they can't vote for you that's right they can't (laughs) oh what a shame that is there's two votes that yeah just laying out there (laughs) that's right uh you know i think uh, when you when you talk to somebody who's running for for public office in the first place the first question that comes to mind for me is why on earth would you do such a thing but uh, i think uh uh it it, listen i get it it's public service and i think there there are those uh, uh there are a select few that maybe have other motivations but i'm going to just go on uh the assumption that you are in this to serve the public. And I know this because I know you and the fact that you're mayor right now. I am. Yeah. Speaks a lot about, uh, about your, your really, I think uh, your public service here in Kearney, Missouri. Uh, tell us a little yeah. bit more about your motivation to become an alderman. Well, I, I truly believe that we all need to believe in something that's bigger than ourselves, but also try to improve something that's bigger than ourselves. And uh, the city as a whole, with so many people that live here and the lives that it affects, uh, the decisions that you make, it's definitely working on something that's bigger than you. Right. We can get wrapped up in ourselves sometimes, and it's really nice to think of others first. And by being a servant on the city for an alderman or for mayor, uh, you have to look at what's best for everybody in the city of Kearney when you make those decisions. And those, that's a real motivating factor for me is, is that I want to do something that's going to touch everybody's lives, not just my own. Right, and I can appreciate, uh, while I don't live here, and I'm sorry I won't be able to vote for any of you, So, but I, as, as one who works here, uh, I can certainly appreciate those who are public servants and the folks who have come through this very studio uh, have been able to express, I think, in, in a lot of ways, um, really what it takes, the, the sort of selflessness that it takes to be involved in a, in a position where you are pretty consistently in the public spotlight, uh, which often makes you an easy target. And no matter, Sometimes. really, no matter what, uh, what decisions you might make, there are likely going to be folks who will agree and many who disagree. So I know that that is a, that's put yourself in a tough position from time to time. So I can appreciate your answer on that one. Thank you. Uh, what, uh, what do you feel in your life has best prepared you for this office? Uh, being involved. I've uh, been involved with uh, churches here in town and gotten to know uh, the people that live here in this community and what their needs are. I've gotten involved with civic organizations. I was with the old original uh, Carney JCs. I've been with the Carney Rotary Club. Um, I started the uh, Carney Business Group. I've been on the Plan and Zoning Board here. I've been on the TIF Board. I've been on uh, the CID Boards. All this uh, gives me the experience of what, what's happening in this town and how does all these things affect people's lives. And it also gives you the opportunity to get to know the people, to know what they need so that your service organization can meet the needs of the community or the things that you do for the city 
meets the needs of the people. So I would say that uh, getting to know and being involved in the community really has prepared me well for this. Yeah, when I listen to your resume, it, it makes one wonder when you have time to actually do your your paying job. <laughs> well, it gets in the way sometimes. I can but, imagine. Uh, no, there's there's a lot to it. I there's just I really enjoy the fact that this community is so special, and it's so easy to give back to this community because people appreciate what you do. Right. Uh, I guess just a follow up question to that: Do you do you get a sense that you you've had that you get feedback? from folks uh, as you've been involved in so many different groups and so many activities and so many different organizations? Do you, do you hear from people that, that kind of gives you an idea that, Hey, I'm on the right track here or, uh, you know, good or bad. Do you hear, hear feedback from people out there? Yeah. I run into people at the grocery store. They're not shy about stopping you. <laughs> um, I run into people at the store or at the barbershop and I do get feedback. You know, uh, we get a lot of compliments when streets get plowed after snow. Well, we also hear if uh, we miss a street. Mm-hmm. Um, we also hear about potholes, and we hear about drinking water, and whether we had a sewer problem. And as long as no one complains, we know we're really doing our job. <laughs> and right. then when they, they come up and they say, hey, thanks for this or that, uh, it really makes you feel good because now you know that they really appreciate what you're doing. And this community is good about complimenting us. Right, right. So generally, no news is good news. But if someone it is on the city, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If but if someone walks up to you in a grocery store or somewhere, if you're out and about in the city, uh, it's a bonus if they say, "Hey, nice job." Yeah, and and we like it when people do that. Right. Uh, a lot of people they don't say, "Hey, you're doing a good job," but uh, they're not complaining, so they're they're very comfortable with it. But it is nice when people come up and say, "Hey, you're doing a great job." No doubt about it. You know, uh, on you've you've been in on uh, Carney Live uh, a number yeah. of times, and I think uh, I I would say that by and large we talk. Uh, I would give it about a sixty percent uh, about infrastructure here yeah. in Carney, Missouri, only because so much of it is is topical in the news, and we've you know we've talked about the uh, the exchange down at, on Nineteenth Street, the interchange, I should say, down on Nineteenth Street. And um, many other things, sidewalks and, and, and things of that nature. But uh, I, I think all of that sort of adds up to the future of Kearney, Missouri. And, and, it, and it makes me wonder and sort of leads me to our next question. When you, you look into the future, you know, oftentimes the, in a job interview, folks will ask, well, where do you see yourself in five years? And most of us don't have a clue. I mean, and so... <laughs> And, and the question is written, where do you see Carney going in the next 20 years, which, which is even probably at least four times more difficult than, than the five-year question. So, so I would ask you, uh, let's just keep it real general. Where do you see this city of Kearney, Missouri going in the future? Oh, it, it's pretty exciting what's coming up. With the I-35 interchange, we're going to open up the whole southwest corner of, of Kearney and who knows what's going to go in there? It's going to be pretty exciting. It could be residential and commercial. It's going to be pretty open. Um, the main thing that we got to look at is keeping track of, of streets and traffic. Make sure that that keeps in line. We've been working on the sewer and water already, so we got that already in place. If you notice, we've been putting in a new sewer line on the west side already. Mm-hmm. So we're really anticipating the next 20 years to change the face of Kearney a little bit. But at the same time, we got the Kearney Enrichment Council working on the downtown 
to uh, bring it back and keep it going well for the entertainment district. So I think in the next 20 years, we're going to see growth on the west side. We're going to see growth downtown. And I think it's going to change the dynamics of, of Kearney. And I, I really am excited about the next 20 years. I really am. I think Kearney's going to be neat in the next 20 years. Yeah, I think we've talked about this on the air, so it's it's no secret. And I think for the most part, I, I think people like the small town feel. There's a, there's a kind of a rural feel uh, to Kearney, Missouri. There is. There's a culture here. Mm-hmm. And what's really neat is as the town has grown, the new people moving in, they're buying into the culture. Right. So I really think that rather, you know, we're 10,000 or we're 20,000. Right. As long as the culture's here and people keep buying into it and mm-hmm. want to live here, work here and play here, I think quality of life will stay high. And I, I think it, it won't matter. We'll still keep that, that small town feeling. Yeah, I think that's the that that to me. I mean, I'm not running for office, but just from my perspective, and I think a lot of others who we we talk to here on the radio shows this this show and others, uh, they want to keep that culture. It it is yeah. a very important aspect of why they live here. Not to mention the school district, which is universal because we think it's I the agree. greatest. Yeah, the greatest school district <laughs> on the planet. I agree. And uh, and and uh, a lot of people move here for that reason. I do have another question, and this is just for me. When you say Ward 2, what what does that mean? Is that a geographical well, area? How's that work? It is. There's two wards in Kearney. Um, pretty much everything from 92 Highway, uh, see, 92 South along 33, that corridor is actually in Ward 2. Everything else in town is Ward 1. Wow. So all businesses but one is in Ward 1. The only business I have in mind is is a funeral home. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know a, why that's so funny. I think it's the way you said it. <laughs> well, it's the only business I have. But the the actual population, if you take the population, it's actually about the same. Both right. wards have about the same amount of people. Yeah. And that's dictated by your census. So uh, when you do your census, it lays out you know how many people are in each ward, and that's what dictates to us right. whether we need to expand a ward or change the wards at all. And mm-hmm. uh, right now, we've got about the same amount of people in Ward 1 and Ward 2. Wow. Yeah, so that could potentially change in the could. the 2020 census. Yes. Uh, do you expect it? I'm just curious. Um, no, because I don't think we've had enough uh, new construction on the west side yet oh, I see. to do that. Yeah. But I think that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, very good, Dan. Uh, I, I know there are challenges, and some of them we just briefly touched on. I think in your last answer, you talked about some things. And I think one of the things that we, we, we really, I think, is fairly obvious is, is the culture. Yep. Uh, other than that, are there, are there other challenges along the way that, that you might see that uh, over the course of the next 20 years? Right? Let's just say over the course of the next five or six years, what, what challenges might, might, you, might arise? Well, again, it, it's going to be on maintaining streets, maintaining sewer lines. We do have some, uh, you know, old infrastructure downtown. So we're going to have to uh, work on those old water lines and old sewer lines. But um, as far as water capacity for treatment, we've got that taken care of. Uh, Sewer, I would say 50 years from now, we're going to have to do something with our sewer. But for the next 50 years, uh, we've we've taken care of the sewer line. Mm So our big challenges are really going to be on our streets Mm -hmm. and, and making sure that we get traffic flow to where we don't have things backed up and and have problems like they have in Liberty. Yeah, very good. I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's true for, for any city. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't think, it, again, most of this isn't really any great secret. Um, I, I, I do know, and I can well imagine that as you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking about, okay, I'm, 
I'm putting myself out there. You're you're somewhat vulnerable to uh, any any manner of criticism or uh, you know pats on the back uh, if if they're well deserved. But I know a lot of things will cross your mind as to okay, why am I personally doing this? And I think you've managed to answer that pretty well today. But I'm curious too if if there isn't something that you feel like that gives you a competitive advantage and why um, a, a voter would choose you over other candidates. Is there, is there anything like that that you would like to share in these last uh, several minutes or so here on the show? Well, I think it goes back to just experience. Um, like I said, I've been 14 years on the board of aldermen. I've uh, been a year as mayor. I've, I've been in the trenches on uh, the MoDOT deals for working with that because we have 33, 92, and I-35 that are all controlled by MoDOT. Um, we've been in the middle of... of growth of how many police officers we need to have, how many street department people we need to have. And uh, I work with the city every year on the budget to uh, make sure that we can allocate funds where it needs to go and, and keep our coffers. Uh, you know, we, we can't spend all of our money because you always have something that breaks, something that comes up. So we have to budget our money and have reserves as well to maintain any emergencies that come place. So are that take place. So I've been involved in uh, those kind of things for so long now. It's kind of like old hat, just something mm-hmm. that, that I do. And I think that kind of, uh, you know, gives me a little bit of edge up because I've been, I don't want to say I've been there, done that, but I've kind of been there doing that. Right. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. in doing so, I understand the lingo. I understand what we mm-hmm. need to do and how it, how it gets done. So I, I think that's my, my one thing that says, separates me from others. We're visiting today with Mayor Dan Holt. Dan is a candidate for Alderman Ward 2 here in Kearney, Missouri. When is the election, Dan? April 2nd. Wow, that's coming right up. Coming right up. Well, uh, let's hope everybody gets out and uh, makes, you know, takes takes advantage of their right to vote. I think uh, it, it really is important, especially in a town this size. Yes, it is. You know, and I, I want to make this stressed. Whether they vote for me or vote for someone else, I want people to go vote. Right. I think that's a great idea. We're getting ready to take a break. We've been visiting with Mayor Dan Holt, the Ward 2 candidate for Alderman here in Kearney, Missouri. You're listening to Kearney Live. Stay with us for a short break. Trust Company is uniquely Carney. They opened their doors in 1882 and have been financing goals and dreams ever since. Carney Trust has a team of experienced lenders and a qualified staff to assist you with all of your financial needs. Your success is their priority. Whether you're looking for traditional checking and saving services, or you need cash management, mobile banking, mortgage, or lending services, Carney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Carney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Carney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all their customers. Carney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone number is 816-628-6666. Carney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. 
And we're back on Carney Live. I'm your host, Mike Davis, and sitting in with me right now is Brad Crosser. Brad is running for alderman in Ward 2. And uh, today, just as a reminder, for those of you who might just now be joining us, we are visiting with the candidates for alderman here in the city of Kearney, Missouri. And we wanted to just get a short interview with all of these folks to give all of you voters the opportunity to make the decision based on uh, what what I think is uh, is maybe a more personal profile of each of the candidates. Brad, you and I have never met. Uh, short no, of uh, you're right, I think as of a couple of minutes ago, uh, we've become fast friends. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, but I have asked the others, and I will ask you as well um, about your background, your personal history. Why don't you just tell me uh, uh, when did you come to Kearney? What do you do for a living? Let's just start with uh, what brought you to Kearney, Missouri, or were you born here? Oh no, uh, I, I'm from uh, Iowa. I went to the University of Iowa and have a bachelor's of business administration, uh, in, uh, majored in marketing research up there. Oh, really? But my wife and I came down, I came down, well, both of us came down for jobs that we had here. Mm-hmm. And uh, by golly, uh, moved from, moved from. Uh, let me see, that was 30 years ago. It goes by quickly, it, doesn't it? It does, yeah, that was 30 years ago. Yeah. We moved up to Kearney probably 20, 28 years ago. My goodness. And... Um, we moved here because it reminded me of of the small towns we came from in up Iowa. in Iowa. Right, Ab- right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just loved it here, and uh, fell in love with it, and obviously stayed here. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I got three three beautiful daughters, and um, uh, they've all went to uh, from kindergarten through their senior year here. Oh yeah, in Kearney, the, the best, I mean, best school district on the planet. Well, they're, absolutely. Right, and and for goodness sakes, uh. uh you know that's that's pretty rare now, but it was pretty commonplace back when my wife and I were young. But uh, uh, they they've uh, gotten married. Uh, the two oldest girls are married and uh, bought homes here in Kearney, and they're in my ward. As I yeah, said, I'll, I'll get I'll get a few votes here probably. <laughs> you like and, those guarantees? Yeah. Maybe maybe they're guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so they're in my ward, and uh, and I have three grandkids. Uh, uh, Two from one daughter, one from the others. So oh, golly. yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, uh, it, your, your family sounds wonderful. Tell me a little bit about what you do uh, in, in real life. What do you do for a living? Well, I told you I was in banking probably over 25 years. And I just recently got out of that, and I work for the Department of Treasury and uh, really enjoy that a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I just uh, 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 enjoyed banking while I was in it mm-hmm. and uh, just thought it was time for a change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 25 years, long time. No doubt. You know, so. So you're with the federal government then, right? Is that, yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow, yeah. okay. So uh, I, I guess one could ask you, how are things doing in the, in the National Treasury? Oh, I think they're doing just fine. <laughs> I do, too, near as I can tell anyway. You know, as long as those checks keep coming through. Oh, from, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making money left and right. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right. Huh? Well, uh, I'm, I'm curious, too. Uh, you said you went to the University of Iowa, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you did you study marketing there? Is that, yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. Marketing okay. research. It really was asking the question, why people do things? And the answer is, we'll never find that out. <laughs> <laughs> we never know why they do the things they do. I'll I, tell think, you. I think we had a conversation uh, along those lines before we went on the air, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But uh, no, I think there there is some truth to that. I am in the marketing business myself, and I, I know we, we depend a lot on those analytics and uh, the surveys of uh, the folks that you're trying to 
target and so forth. And so I completely understand there's, there are, are tons of variables. We're all a little different, aren't we? Oh, boy, are we ever. Well, I would say then just uh, to, to sort of kind of bounce off of that and uh, use that as a springboard, we're all a little different. And you certainly uh, are motivated to become an alderman, I would imagine, for uh, many of the same reasons others are, and that's public service. But I would imagine there's some other thinking that uh, that led you to this point. Uh, well, well, I'll mm-hmm. tell Go you, ahead. my my father was a small business owner. He was a, he was he ran a barber shop, and he employed a couple of guys. and And when I got into banking, uh, my dad always said to me throughout all the years, he said, uh, "Make sure you always look out for the little guy." Mm-hmm. He said, "Make sure you treat them the same way you do you treat anybody, everybody else." And when he was saying that, he meant the small business owner. Right. And by God, he's absolutely right. I mean, the heart of downtown, well, the downtown is the heart of the city. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something, if we don't take care of our heart, we're not. We're going to be in pretty sore shape. Uh, we got to take care of the small business owner, the sole proprietors, the LLCs out there, the people who really run this, run and drive this uh, community. You mm-hmm. know, they're the ones who are taking the big risks. I'll tell you, as, as Carney's going to grow, it, we're not going to stop it. It's going to grow. And uh, the more people that come in here, the more retail is going to come in here. We, don't, we won't have to uh, uh, court retail mm-hmm. to come in here like you're a big, you know, I'm, I, I I'm not picking on anybody, but Dairy Queens or something like that. I understand McDonald's. Completely. They're right. going to come here because they're going to make money. There's opportunity. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But by golly, we got to take care of the heart of the city, and the heart of the city is the small business owner, and we really have to look after them. The other thing I'm I'm concerned about is our infrastructure uh, in the older part of the city. I think, um, golly, the sewer and the water lines are over 50 years old, mm-hmm. and we have to be proactive to make sure uh, we take care of that. I mean, uh, it's it's fine to spend money on some of the loftier things, but by golly, if you don't keep the basics. <laughs> basics up to date. Right. We're going to be in a lot of trouble on that too. Right. So, you, you so know. yeah. So what you're saying is uh, prepare for the future uh, now. Oh, and, and uh, yeah, and don't don't wait for things to fall apart. Oh, absolutely. You know, people want the basics uh, to be to be strong. You know, mm-hmm. gas, water, electric, mm-hmm. <laughs> roads. Right. I mean, goodness sakes, you know, the number one thing around every place you go is potholes. We got to make sure we, yeah, we yeah. take care of every street out there. Right. You know, then the third thing I, I you know, I talk about downtown, I talk about infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But the third thing is about public safety. Uh, by golly, I've, I've heard, and I, I really need to get my facts, but I heard we have probably 18 policemen here in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know for a fact, right. Great men and women who serve our community. No doubt about and, that. And, you know, if the number is 18, and if they were lucky enough to work a 40-hour work week, which mm-hmm. I'm sure they don't, and if they work five days a week, which I know they don't, right. that'd only be six person, six people a shift. Well, you you have know, they go the, 24 hours a day. You've done the math. And yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Anyway, you have one wreck in one side of the town, Mm -hmm. and it'd take all six of them to make sure the traffic and to help out and everything. I don't know if we need more policemen, less policemen. That's something I want to look into. But public safety is number one a lot of the time with a lot of the people here in town. Well, I think you've, uh, as I go through the the list of questions that I've asked the others, I... uh, 
you, you've jumped ahead, which I think is natural. Oh. It's okay, though. I led you in that direction. So I th- you haven't done anything wrong here by any stretch. In fact, uh, you may have helped me because I think you've, you've answered uh, a good deal of what I was going to jump to. In fact, I'm gonna just, I, I want to stay on this topic uh, because my last question for you, and we'll, we'll come back to another one, uh, talks about uh, where you would see this city going in 20 years. I mean, we know. Uh, look, I know how difficult it is. We, none of us has a crystal ball. But I do think uh, in a town like Kearney, Missouri, um, look, many of us have said it right here on this very radio station on the air, it's very possible to see this town uh, double in size in the very near term. And I certainly think that could happen in 20 years. Um, and, and without influencing your answer any further, I would just ask you, uh, as you talk about infrastructure and so forth, uh, where do you see this city going in 20 years? Well, as I said earlier on, we're going to grow whether we want to or not. And we got to control our growth. And what I mean by controlling the growth is to make sure businesses are where they should be, people are where they should be, so <laughs> they can work hand-in-hand hand with one another. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to main, maintain and, and manage our traffic flows and, and everything along that line. Mm-hmm. Um, by golly, uh, uh, this, this town is going to grow, and it's, it's going to be a beautiful growth. But I'll tell you, when you look, look, look in the future, we also have to embrace the past. You know, I heard somebody saying, hey, we got to do something about this Jesse James name. Mm-hmm. God, there are cities all over this United States who'd kill for something like that. You know? <laughs> right. Listen, when we say Jesse James, I don't think we're, 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 we're uh, backing criminals by any means. But, right, uh, right. but uh, you know, it's something of our past, something of our history. And, uh, you know, if we want to start Maybe changing the name of Jesse James Park, things along that line. I think we're mi- missing some opportunity there. I so you're thinking we, that uh, to, to pull away from it a little bit then, and maybe not not naming so many things after Jesse James. Is that, no, is that where you're going? No. Quite the, the opposite. The, the opposite. Okay, that, okay. That we, we shouldn't disregard our history. Right, right. And we should embrace our history. I, I and, would agree and, with and, that. As I said, control the future. Right. I just want to make sure I understand it. But I, because I think, uh, I, indeed, I think anybody who's a history buff uh, would find that there are tons of, you know, real interesting history uh, right here in Kearney, Missouri. In fact, we've got a wonderful uh, history museum. Yeah. Right, right in our downtown. Yeah. Um, I think any, any scholar would, would love to spend an hour or so in and, and, uh, and I agree. Uh, if you can leverage the Jesse James name from a historical point of view uh, to build uh, interest in the town, to to make Carney a destination, I would agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's a right way to do that. Too. Well, I think so too. I guess uh, to to just further clear it up. I mean, do you ever do you get the sense perhaps that folks uh, are trying to avoid that that connection? Oh, I've heard rumors. <laughs> Do so, tell. I, no, that's all I've heard is rumors. Okay. So. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you know, and I and I think uh, that, that makes a lot of sense to me uh, from a town, uh, city interest, uh, developing, uh, making Kearney become that destination location. I think that's great. Uh, but as it applies to this, as we're talking about, you know, looking toward the future, in your opinion, I would ask you, what, what do you think? And I know you've touched on some of these issues, but I'd like you to just let me just ask you straight out in your opinion what, what you might see the biggest challenges along the way as Carney does inevitably grow. Oh, I, I think uh, traffic flow is going to be a, a, a major issue. 
I know I know the city leaders are working hard on that, and uh, but it, it's something that we're going to have to really keep our uh, fingers on the pulse on that uh, on 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 traffic flow, uh, so that it, ease of getting into the town, ease of getting out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know a lot of you know we're not. I I mean a lot of people work in Kansas City, right? And. Uh, it sounds like uh, we're heading in the right direction that mm-hmm. way. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's going to be something that we want to really, really keep our keep our finger on. Right, uh, specific to to roads and traffic flow. Then, uh, are are you thinking in terms of uh, widening streets or uh, creating new roads or make, making the most of what we have? Uh, how what do you see? Specifically? Oh, absolutely, and we got to make it easy to get into downtown Carney. Uh, mm-hmm. And make it easy to get out there to Jesse James Park, and absolutely, right, yeah. right, and, it, and something we got to look at for the future, right. And as as the population grows, then uh, the the roads become more full, and mm-hmm. and there there are all all kinds of safety reasons and safety considerations. I I can well imagine. Uh, is there anything else on your mind? First of all, I'd like to remind folks we're visiting today with Brad Crosser. He's running for city alderman in Ward Two. And we are about to wrap this thing up, but I, I would imagine that there's maybe a couple of things that are on your mind that perhaps I haven't asked you. Uh, are you are there any things that you might want to share uh, with with our audience uh, and the folks that obviously are going to be voting here on April the second? That's you, right. So tell me, Brad, anything else you want to share with the audience? Well, I don't know. I, the years I've been in banking, um, I've I've worked with individuals, of course, as a personal banker. I did mortgages with them. With uh, with individuals, but I also worked with small a lot of small businesses was mm-hmm. the bulk of my banking career. Oh, great! And uh, some commercial businesses as I was a commercial lender for a short time. But uh, w- one thing I I felt that I understood was uh, small business and and uh, kind of some of the trials and tribulations that that uh, they go through in trying to grow their business. Sure. Uh, just just getting through. Um, Getting through a lot of the red tape that's out there, right? And if there's any way I can help with that, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do that. Right, help helping out small businesses. That's absolutely that, right. that is a noble cause and one that I certainly appreciate. Well, Brad, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, it really is a pleasure to to uh, meet you for the first time. I will imagine that uh, I'll I'll see you around town from time to time, and I would imagine we'll be at some of the same events. And now that I know who you are, put a name with a face, then mm-hmm. uh, that that's bound to happen in a city this size. You're listening to Carney Live. We'll be right back after this message. Trust Company is uniquely Carney. They opened their doors in 1882 and have been financing goals and dreams ever since. Carney Trust has a team of experienced lenders and a qualified staff to assist you with all of your financial needs. Your success is their priority. Whether you're looking for traditional checking and saving services, or you need cash management, mobile banking, mortgage, or lending services, Carney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Carney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Carney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all their customers. 
Kearney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone number is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. And welcome back to Carney Live. I just want to say one great big thank you to our sponsor of this very program, Carney Trust Company, and say hello to Tanya Howes and Scott Middleton over there, who I know are listening. At least I'm told they're listening because uh, I think Scott told us they started, they were going to start playing it uh, across the PA system there in uh, in the bank. Uh, but I will say this about Carney uh, Trust Company: that is indeed. Uh, one of the most important businesses here in Kearney, Missouri, and certainly uh, I have heard those say, I've heard folks say that those people, were it not for Kearney Trust, that Kearney may not be where it is today, which is a wonderful, wonderful city. And as part of our continuing platform for the candidates here at the Board of Aldermen here in Kearney, Missouri, uh, we have Kathy Barger, who is the candidate for Ward 1. And Kathy, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Uh, Am I mistaken? Uh, You are running unopposed, right? I am. Uh, So (laughs) I guess there's no there's no sense of competition here. It takes almost takes all the fun out of it. I'm okay with this. (laughs) Well, I think uh, one of the things that I would like to know about you since uh, and it seems odd that I have never met you. I know you have a background in uh, in city government here is that right i do i've been with i was appointed to the planning and zoning committee by mayor dane um early in the 2000s and i've been on planning and zoning the last several years i've been the chairman of the of the board right and i guess just continuing uh, my introduction and in personal history i know uh, you mentioned to me off the air that you worked for a newspaper here in Kearney, Missouri. Is that right? I did. We, uh, my business partner and I owned the newspaper here for about 15 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about old, old-fashioned print, right? Absolutely. Yes. We, when we first started with the newspaper, we were the ones that brought computers to it. They were still typesetting when we first bought the paper. How about that? So they had, uh, was it hot metal type? Um, that was several years ago, but they mm-hmm. had they had gone to a typesetting machine. Right, but right. But you literally typed out one but, line at a time and pasted it on. Right, type type galleys and yeah. paste up boards. Yes, right. yes, yes. My uh, my experience in the advertising business goes to uh, pre computer, so <laughs> so I know I, that's actually how I used to make my living. And yes, everything was cut and paste. And uh, kind of a different world it was back then. Very sl- much slower. Right, right. No doubt about it. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> it was harder. <laughs> Definitely. I think people just expect more now. So you are, uh, are you originally from Kearney, Missouri? I'm not. I was born in Springfield, Missouri. Um, went to school, high school there. Uh, actually attended Drury and Missouri State. Um, Drury, you said? Drury. Uh-huh. Yep. Until I got married and mm-hmm. we moved here um, to the Kansas City area. Right. And so um, I've lived in Kearney since 1987. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah. So I consider myself a transplant. 
Uh, well, I, I think if you if you've been here since '87, that that just about gives you roots to be, uh, yeah, I'd say a native. Yeah, you get a little bumper sticker for that. <laughs> and, I, and I like those Colorado bumper stickers. You know, they have the mountains on there. It says, mm-hmm. "I'm a native," you know, because everybody else is a transplant. Whatever. <laughs> well, I it I, I got to believe that um, you said you have you have children. We do. Yes. Uh, okay. And that your reason for being here in nineteen or coming here in nineteen eighty seven might perhaps have had something to do with the school district or not. It did, I think, but it was our opportunity to buy the newspaper at that point. Oh, I see. And we also wanted to raise our kids here. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I now have between the two of us four kids. All mm-hmm. four of them attended Carney schools. Right. And so, you know, we're we've been here a long time. Right. Uh, I, and, I, and it's always interesting to hear. I. Folks coming through here, we talked about it uh, with Dan, who was in studio just just a few minutes ago. Uh, that my goodness, uh, the number of people to come through here and say, "Well, yeah, I'll tell you the re- here's why I came here." The schools, it's just mm-hmm. as simple as all of that. But when you talk about going clear back to 1987, that's not to say that the school district wasn't great then. I think it was just a little bit smaller. Is probably the thing. The school district has always been really great. The community, this this sense of small hometown family that that you've got here was always amazing right uh so so how many years is that don't make me do the math oh oh good i'm gonna make you do the math right i, I saw you just put the pressure on yeah you. i'm not doing the math it's been either. a long time it's it's not long enough and long enough right but you said uh you you did mention that your kids graduated in 2007 or, or one, one of your children one of my children did uh-huh. in 2007 mm-hmm. um my son i went Graduated in 2004, went to the Naval Academy, and oh, he, wow. he now works for Deloitte. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a daughter that graduated in 2007. Mm-hmm. She is now a life flight eagle nurse, and she flies on the helicopter. Isn't that something? Yeah, we have a son who is a lineman for KCPNL. Very good. And another daughter who is um, a librarian for the University of Houston in Victoria. So what a a varied bunch of careers that and and all fascinating too in their own right. Absolutely. Very cool. Uh, tell me about your education. I know you said uh, Drury College and uh, what probably was Southwest Missouri State at the time. Um, You've totally the, busted me out. Well, <laughs> well I just happened. Re- I I still I can't remember what they are now when we talk about the the University of Central Missouri. Mm-hmm. It was always CMSU to me, and, right. and I guess will continue to be as long as I just don't pay attention. But uh, so did you, uh, did you have a, a career course when you were, or, or a, a, a degree course, I guess, when you were going to school? At the Most, time? Mostly business classes. Mm-hmm. I was looking at, at programming at the time, but mm-hmm. I, I, more business. Right. Uh, military service, uh, any other where for you? I'm not. I've not served in the military, mm-hmm. but obviously my son did. My husband was right. served in the army. My mm-hmm. father did. So I'm obviously a big supporter of our military. Of course. Yep. 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 I think that's uh, that. That kind of comes with the territory if you've got family in the military because mm, you absolutely know the the not only the sacrifices that they make, but the sacrifices that you make as a, as a parent or a spouse of. Uh, somebody who's in the military. I'm curious. I, I want to know about your your son's uh, went to the Naval Academy at Annapolis. He did, and so they came to him, or was he? Rec- How does that work? You're, rec- you're I believe you're you're recommended by a, a state by a congressman. You are. 
that Naval Academy actually recruited him a little bit because mm-hmm. he ran cross country here. And, oh yeah, and had a pretty successful career in high school. Very cool. And so um, they were looking at him for for a, a, to run there. Uh-huh. And so between their interest and he'd always had an interest in the military. I've always said when other people were buying Hot Wheels, I was buying fighter jets. <laughs> yes. And so that's what he played with as a child. So he was that was really the only place he wanted to go was the Naval Academy. Very cool. That is fascinating. Um, the next question that we have, and these are prepared questions because we want to be as fair as we possibly can to all the candidates who've, who've uh, taken it upon themselves to to uh, really take advantage of this platform here on 102.7. Um, you, everybody's got a reason uh, to get involved, and I think uh, so many times we, we talk about public service. Uh, let's just let's just start with a question. What What is your driving motivation to become an alderman here in uh, in Kearney, Missouri? Oh, that's, that's the easiest question oh, of all. Oh, good. <laughs> it really is. This is such an exciting time to be part of this community. We're, we're getting ready to have a second highway interchange that's going to open up a lot of things for this community. It's, they're going to grow. We're going to grow. And so being involved in how we manage that growth and maintaining the culture that Kearney has now mm-hmm. and, and being able to plan for the infrastructure and plan that growth is just so exciting to me. Right. Yeah, so there's a, a level of excitement. I mean, you you feel like uh, the sense I get is that you you don't fear any part of it, that you're not apprehensive in the least. And in fact, it sounds to me like you're ready to get after it. Roll your sleeves up and get to work. Absolutely. This there's so many opportunities. I I wouldn't even call them challenges. I think there's mm-hmm. so many opportunities for us to guide the whole community to gu- to, to guide right. this community the way they want it to be. Right, right. I, I know, uh, and we'll get to it in a minute, and I think that's part of one of our other questions, but uh, you mentioned it, so I want to talk about it a little bit, and that is the, I guess, that, that balance that keeps the culture of this wonderful town uh, to, to remain that, that sort of rural sense of Americana that, that we all get and the, the the way we all know each other around here, and, and as we get to know each other, it's it seems like you know everybody seems to get along and, and seems to be going pretty much the same direction with uh, with really very very few exceptions. Um, and I will we, we can talk a little bit more about it, but I just I kind of wanted to hear you talk about it. And in fact, we can probably just jump to that question: How do you see that uh, this city can, with its growth? Um, keep that somewhat rural feel, that sense of Americana, as I describe it often uh, here in Kearney, Missouri. How do you maintain that as the population increases and the infrastructure uh, it has more demands put on it? it, that, it is a t- it's a tough question, and I think that it'll take all of us working together to, to come out with the right answers. I know from sitting on planning and zoning, I've been involved with the last two master plans. One of the driving things that we were hearing from the community is that they don't want to lose that sense of sense of culture that they have, that that hometown feel, that they don't want to be just a bedroom community. They want to have their own identity. And so finding a way to do that, parks and and community service and community programs that that continue to have that kind of sense and that we're not 
running to another community to find out or to play ball or to, right. to those kinds of programs mm-hmm. are going to be important, but also ha- keeping that sense of pride in a community. So making sure the infrastructure can serve all the communities. So people are proud to live here, I think is also another thing that's very important. No, I, I think that's a great answer. I, it, it, uh, you're unopposed. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, I still think it's, it, it shows a lot of insight. And I think the, the fact that you've been involved in, uh, from a, from a planning uh, point of view, you've you've been really involved, and that kind of leads me to this to my next question, and that is, uh, describe what you feel has best prepared you for this office. And I think you just gave a pretty darn good answer, but uh, I'm sure there are other things that you've thought about, and 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 not that you need a competitive advantage, but um, you know, just just tell the folks, uh, let let us know a little bit about what you think about when. You're sitting around saying, you know what, I want to be a public servant and I want to continue my work with, with Kearney, Missouri, but uh, what is my motivation and why am I doing this? And sort of share a little bit of, the, of that thinking with us. Well, I think a lot of things have prepared me to do this. Obviously, being on planning and zoning for the last number of years has made me really involved in the community. Owning the newspaper for 15 years made me intimately involved in every aspect from community service right. and churches and yep. and politics and and businesses who and, were sponsors absolutely right right absolutely mm-hmm. and then you and clay county government and mm-hmm. so i know all of that on top of that i'm now the director of human resources for a company i've been in that position for 13 years and i understand how to keep people working together, mm-hmm. you know, that, and so I think all of that has led me to this point. And I think it's, for me, it was just time to step up my, my involvement in, in the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested, uh, you mentioned that you are involved as an HR director. Is that right? It is. At, um, is it Helix? Helix, yes. And it's an architectural firm. The only reason I know that is you and I talked about it off the air. <laughs> but uh, I want to know a little bit more about that because I know I can, I can well imagine that there are all manner of, uh, of different kinds of rules and regulations that, uh, that come down from up above. And, and I mean up above like, like Washington uh, as, as a human resources director that you have to keep track of. And sort of uh, there, there, you have to dance that, uh, that, that balance of... Uh, uh, you know, making sure you follow all the rules, but still make sure that that employees are you know feeling comfortable and not not feeling like that they're you know that they you you want to make sure that they feel that they are an important part of of the business. And the only reason I'm asking you this is I think this plays an incredibly important role in you becoming, I should say, continuing being involved in city government. It, it absolutely is. I, the great thing about the place where I work is that there is more emphasis on the people. We've always said that the people are our most important resource, and we really believe that. Um, we were named a platinum. We were certified platinum for the Healthy KC uh, through the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, which means there are five pillars of things that we look at all the time and, and working environment and health and wellness and, and life balance. And so... All of those things are really important to us. Yes, we follow the rules of the government. Right. We, you know, we have to. Right. But, um, 
but more importantly for us is how we take care of our people and mm-hmm. and making sure that they're healthy and and getting everything that they need to do a job. So you're trying to tell me if there's food in a meeting, it's going to be healthy food? Um, mostly yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember there were. I used to know people that wouldn't attend meetings unless there was some kind of food there, and generally it was donuts or pizza. Yeah, we do a lot. We do a lot of uh, healthy foods. Once in a while, we'll slip a pizza in. That away. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That'll, <laughs> that'll get everybody to the meeting. That's one way to get them there. Well, I think uh, uh, that that makes good sense, Kathy. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm impressed with anybody that can work uh, through the, the regulations of, well, of the federal government. It's not always an easy thing to do. Uh, and we are visiting, just so folks know, we're visiting with Kathy Barger. Kathy is unopposed, uh, running for alderman in Ward 1 here in Kearney, Missouri. And again, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, we talk often about, uh, and, and I can well imagine that in you being in human resources, that people are often asked in job interviews, and I don't know if they do this anymore or not. They used to do it a long time ago. Where do you see yourself in five years? Which I always thought was kind of silly because it's like, gosh, I don't know where I see myself in a week. Uh, so it's a little bit silly to, to look that far down the road. But I think when you're you're involved in, in city government, uh, planning does have to take into account several years in, in advance. And I think we often talk about the next uh, 10 to 20 years in, uh, in city infrastructure. And um, as you anticipate uh, growth in the population and how are we going to accommodate this? And then, of course, with the added challenge that we spoke of earlier of maintaining a certain culture – how all of those those things kind of work together. In your opinion, uh, let's just say, and I'll make it easy for you. Um, looking into the future, what uh, what do you see? Where do you see this this city going in the future? I think that the community is going to continue to grow. Obviously, um, in the next, it wouldn't surprise me within the next ten to fifteen years that we've doubled in population. We have an estimated population now of about ten thousand. To be 20,000 wouldn't surprise me in 15, 20 to 20 years. Right. Um, I think that the trick for the government will be to make sure that we plan for the infrastructure of that, but um, main, maintaining our, our vibrant community mm-hmm. is going to be really important. How do you pay for that? That's always I mean, no different than in your household. If right. you If you want to take a vacation... Mm-hmm. How are you going to pay for it? Right. And so for us, that's the question. And I think the easy answer, if there are any easy answers, is to bring in the right kind of commercial development that is going to generate tax dollars so the whole the whole burden isn't on the residents of the community. Yeah, you know, when, when you mentioned the population doubling in the next 20 years or so, uh, and it's conceivable. And, and really, uh, if you think about, okay, we're, we're somewhere around 10,000. We think it's going to be a little bit more. I think estimates are a little higher now, and we'll find out for sure in the census in mm-hmm. 2020. But uh, think about, uh, in terms of, of doubling what Kearney is right now with the current infrastructure. Now, we know by that time, uh, we'll have the, the interchange. We'll, we'll be up and running. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you think about doubling the amount of people that that drive down 92 highway um that you know that are going to the grocery store that are doing all of the things that we do on weekends at the same time that are they're filling churches that are filling the school right um 
all of those things involve, I think, major planning, advanced planning, and uh, I think the anticipation of a further infrastructure and building, and obviously with the schools. I mean, you're going to build potentially maybe another high school. All of those things come into play. Um, Certainly water, mm-hmm. sewer, not just roads. I mean, there's a lot of things that mm-hmm. we're, we're, as I understand it, we're getting ca- at capacity on a couple of things now. And so we need to find, start thinking about ways to pay for that stuff. Again, I, I think the burden falls right now on residents. And I don't mm-hmm. know that it's fair to ask them to continue to pay more and more. And you're, so, you're talking about the, ta- the tax base. Right. Yes, yes. And so creating a tax base based on more commercial properties, right. I think is going to be really important. Right. And, and again, this, this question isn't on the list, but I'm just curious what you see in terms of when you talk about a viable uh, tax base, a viable commercial tax base, what, what are you thinking of? What, what kinds of businesses would you potentially see coming in here? Wouldn't it be great to have a, a headquarters for a, for a business here that mm-hmm. would, would hire people with really good wages or um, warehousing that isn't isn't detrimental to the environment doing things like things on a larger scale than what we are seeing now, Mm -hmm. but that will bring in good paying jobs Mm -hmm. so people can live and work in the community. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Uh, And you mentioned before that you, you work in Kansas city, Missouri. I do. So you make the the trip every day. I'm just curious. How long is your drive? Uh, About 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, And and so I, I think, that's true for a lot of Kearney residents. They, many, many Kearney residents are doing that, that very same thing. Right. And the reason that I did is once we sold the newspaper, the money was just not, you know, to, to make the salary I needed to make. Right. I had to make that drive. And mm-hmm. so having jobs in this community that allow people to stay here would right. be amazing. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting at. And I think, uh, well, you, you gave the right answer. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I think it, it really is true, though. I, it, in a, you talk about bedroom communities and we're, you know, a place where folks just sort of hang their hat and sleep and then you know, get up the next morning and they're gone. And uh, I don't think Kearney is, is that kind of town. And I don't think anybody wants to see it. And, I don't, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. That's just me talking. I think, you know, there is. Listen, I drive around here during noon, noon times and lunchtime and uh, other times while presumably folks are at work mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's people all over the place that are, that are out uh, spending money in, in stores and businesses all uh, throughout Kearney. Wouldn't it be great to have a walkable community where you could jump on your bike right. or walk to the grocery store and pick up your dry cleaning and, and have those trails through the city and yeah. All of that takes money. I, I would agree. I know we, uh, we had, uh, when we had Mayor Dan on, on the show a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, he was excited about a sidewalk system that, you know, that we're finally, finally seeing uh, take, take shape here, uh, especially over there on 92, a little, little dangerous stretch over there that we, yes. we've often talked about here. Uh, perhaps seeing those, those kinds of things combine with a trail system where I think you're absolutely right, where you start talking about bike lanes and, uh, having you know those sidewalks perhaps become a part of uh, of both pedestrian and bicycle traffic, which uh, I'm sure there are ways to do it uh, where you, you can combine it. Well, we've seen it. I've seen it in other other counties, other cities. So. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty exciting. Um, as we kind of close up here, Kathy, we're listening. By the way, we're, we are visiting with Kathy Barger, and she is 
the lone candidate uh, for alderman in Ward 1. Uh, as you sort of uh, think about what uh, what you've done, I realize you're, you're not competing against anybody, but uh, assuming you were, I mean, I, I know you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't think you were well qualified. I would uh, just give you an opportunity to, to say, you know, Here's a reason why I would, number one, get out there and vote. Absolutely. And, uh, but, but number two, uh, give the folks a, a reason to, to get up, get out, and, and vote for you, even though you're unopposed. Certainly. I have so much passion for this community. I, over, since 1987, I've had several opportunities to, to leave, I, you know, selling the newspaper, having my kids graduate. I chose. I made a conscious decision to stay in this community because I love it. I love the sense of family that you have here. I love everything about it. I love the true passion of the other residents here. Everybody wants Carney to be its best, and I think if if I had to say anything, it's my passion for making keeping Carney great. Passion is a good word, and you have it, and it comes through loud and clear. No doubt about that. Uh, tell the folks again, when is election day? We've said it once. Let's say it again. It is a- April 2nd. And really, uh, and, and in all seriousness, uh, get out and vote. It just is uh, it's a very easy thing to do. It's a small enough town that, well, you could. We're talking about riding your bike. I bet you if it's a nice day, and it very well could be, uh, you could ride your bike to the poll and, uh, and get out there and uh, take advantage. And I think it's a great opportunity to just really exercise uh, uh, what is a very, very cherished, precious right that we have. Thank you so much for being with us today, Kathy. You've been listening to Carney Live. So, uh, again, I would encourage all of you to, uh, to get out and vote. Uh, thanks so much for being with us today. Join us again next week on Carney Live. See you then. Mm-hmm.